0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Three Things Podcast. This one is very special to me. Um, I was able to sit down last week with my mom and talk to her a little bit about business, longevity in her field. I don't want to take too much away from the podcast itself. So without further ado, here is 30-ish minutes of me talking to my mom. Just kidding, but it's actually a really good podcast and I hope you enjoy it. So, I'll, I'll translate. Your name is Karen Lee. Yes. You live in Hinesburg, Vermont. You have a little hair salon inside your house. Yes. And you've been a hairdresser for how long? Since
1: 1977.
0: You do, do the, the math. I don't, I don't, the math is not good. 1977 is, you, that's, Sheesh. Forty-one. Oh, forty-one. 41 years. Okay. 41 years as a hairdresser. Um. That's a very impressive number. I thought it was like I've always thought thirty five. That's what I tell people. So now I can say forty plus. Damn. So I guess well, this is something. This and this is why. So a lot of people who listen to this podcast, obviously, it's very fitness based. But the reason I wanted to bring you on, Mom, is two things. One, longevity in in a field. So. So like 41 years in an industry, like that's like, I feel like that's things that we, you don't really hear about anymore is like one person sticking with a career for such a long period of time that they, they actually retire as whatever they originally started as, maybe with teachers, maybe in the military, um, you know, whatever it might be, like police officers, firefighters. But even then, 41 years is a long time. What do you think has been some of your keys to staying in the what is it the beauty industry? What what is what's the industry called?
1: <laughs> we'll we'll label it as beauty, but yeah. there's so much more, <laughs> as you know, growing up with this in your house, because I've done this longer than I've known you or your father. Um, My clients, customers are family and I have aged with them. My customers that have been with me, you know, we've gone through a lot. It's more than just a haircut.
0: I like that more than just a haircut. Cause I think that, and and you tried to pull out some of the questions we were going to talk a lot about um, yesterday. And I told you that one of the things that kind of slipped and said, like, I think that you know, in a service industry where we provide something like you're saying, like, 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 it's more than beauty. It's more than a haircut. In the fitness industry, it's more than just an hour with a personal trainer pushing a sled up and down some turf or lifting some weights. And I'll be the first to tell you, like, people think they come to the gym for fitness, but I don't, I don't sell fitness. I, I use fitness as my vehicle for something greater. And I think that, you know, it's funny you say, like, it's more than just a haircut. It's, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half. I don't even know, like, how long some of the hair stuff that people can get take. But, like, it's it's more than that. It's an experience, and it's communication, and it's a person in your life that you're going to spend one-on-one time with for the next however many minutes. That's crazy to think that, you know, it seems like it's just a haircut. It's definitely not. What What skills have you – have did you like did you think you naturally had skills like as far as communication and kind of these interpersonal skills that are required for 41 plus years of success or did you have to really work on certain things in yourself uh you know to kind of relate to your clients better
1: um with any profession i would think you would grow with it um the best teacher that you have is your last mistake does that make sense
0: <laughs> yeah it does love that line love that line you do yeah
1: Aww. um keep talking case
0: <laughs> so, hasn't <kicked> in yet <laughs> i know i know for for the people who are listening to this um we were me and my mom is slated we were gonna do this I originally said like five thirty, and it turned into six o'clock and then trying to get like zoom to work and the internet like I was having internet problems and all this stuff so it's now it's like six fifteen in the morning on a Thursday we're both sitting here drinking coffee trying to just like look alive um stare at each other through a screen uh, I guess I guess what I want to boil it down to mom is is what like and you'd, I don't know if you want to share this or not, but like, what was a mistake you made early on as a hairdresser? Like, what was one mistake you made? You're like, man, I probably shouldn't keep doing this or I'm not going to last. Um, I'm,
1: still, I'm still waiting for that mistake.
0: I've wow. always said- Humble brag.
1: I know. I've always <laughs> said to myself, when I stop having fun, I will find something to do besides hairdressing. When I, what do I want to be when I grow up is what I've always said to myself. I started at 17, (laughs) you do the math on how old I am now. Um, (laughs) In high school, back at CVU days, we had a uh, class, Job Seeking Procedures. And it was a class that kind of evaluated your likes and dislikes, your strengths, your weaknesses. And it was definitely a people skill that I ended up knowing that i would pursue and there was an opportunity for me to start school july of 1977 at o'brien's downtown burlington a little girl getting off the farm hell yeah wow i went and i lived in the dorm downtown burlington it was amazing and the friendships that i created and still have maintained whether they're hairdressers or not, it's pretty amazing. And those first 10 years of working with O'Briens, I absorbed so much education, so much travel, so many conventions, and that set me up knowing that I want to be my own boss someday. I had a little um, part-time job in in Shelburne. It just had started. Sort of like an assistant living, and I was approached by the owners to run the shop. So I continued with O'Brien's in Shelburne for four 10 hour days, and then I did two eight hour days uh, at this other place called the Terraces back in the day in Shelburne. So I enjoyed being my own boss. That was a good taste of Uh, how that started.
0: Also, right there, what's that four 10 hours, so 58 hours a week?
1: At least. In Talking a, about in cutting a,
0: your teeth, man, that's, that's legit. Like that's something that I think people are scared to do today.
1: But when you're in your 20s, like you and your brother, I see your work ethics. And I see how your father and I were the same way. And it makes a mama so proud to see how you have developed your work ethics is amazing. And um, we won't go into there because I'll probably start crying. <laughs>
0: Well, I, so let me, let me get, cause I think that's really interesting. So just it's similar with, with fitness and personal trainers. Like a lot of times you, you graduate from college or you you're in college and you work at a commercial gym. Like that's basically like ground floor. You're working for someone yeah. like yeah. similar to O'Brien's situation and you're, you're just, you know, and I don't want to say it's a, it's a, tough situation but I mean when you work for someone else you're in their house their rules and like there's there's a lot of work that has to be done and that can sometimes deter people from really having true success at at that point and I like how you said like you like you knew you were going to be you were going to work for yourself someday and you kind of had that mindset going into it um, or developed that mindset as you were going through it at what point did you know like, were you, did you feel good about making the jump to your own salon? Was it, you had a client roster of this? Was it, you had, <laughs> like, what, did you just build it? And you're like, all right, I guess I have a salon now. And hopefully they come like, cause that's not, that's not, if you say that answer, that's just, that's wrong. That's, that's the lie. Oh, you're smarter sure than that.
1: I'm sure you've heard this story growing up, but let me share with your fans about your mother. 10 years into working for someone else, which I thought I would always be there forever and ever. It was 15 minutes away from home. We had our little trailer on a lake. It was beautiful with a cat. But we ended up buying a house. And with this house, the little garage and your father being a contractor says, oh, we're building on. This was six months after buying this house. We need a bigger garage. So, one thing led to another. The garage was going to be a hot tub room. Yay, whatever. I'm doing a bunch of perms one crazy weekend, and the smell of the perms got to your father. You need your own room with a fan. Well, after many beers, my friends that were all getting perms saying, Really, you ought to have your own shop. Well, that's how that led into being at my own house because I could kind of see it happening.
0: I don't think I ever knew that story.
1: So the the hot tub room never happened. It was a shop. So I gave Mr. O'Brien six months notice. Who does that? Six months notice saying, I'm going to be leaving. And he was very wonderful. He says, if it doesn't work out, you can always come back. So that's how that all started. And I never wanted children. Working at O'Brien's in Shelburne, I never, nope, nope. I thought this was it, we're going to have a cat, you know, I saw how O'Brien's wasn't very nice with part-time helpers. You know, if your kid is puking all night and you can't go into work, um, they just gave you a hard time. And I says, well, I never want to be in that position. So I'll never have children. So having my own business, I could actually see a school bus at the road and a child coming in the shop and then going into the house. I could see that balance. So that's when, boom, I can do this children thing. Wow. Boom, you were arrived.
0: Yeah, boom, just like that. Just like that. Historic came and delivered me. This is not a uh, a sex ed podcast, so we will refrain from that conversation um the stork delivered me and beauty was brought upon this earth um, i'm
1: trying to say it all worked out on its own i was just there you know life just happens that way you wish it and it will happen
0: hmm. it's interesting. interesting interesting um i guess i want to kind of get into a little bit more with like because, and I was, and this is, so I was listening to a podcast. This was probably like six months ago. And his name is Pete Dupuis. He's a big influence on me. He, he manages, uh, or is it, sorry, the co-founder, I want to do him justice, co-founder of Cressy Sports Performance. And he's basically the business guy behind that, that sports performance facility um, in Hudson, Mass. And he was on a business podcast and they asked him, the guys asked him a question about like, you know, what's it like staying in business? And he's like, honestly, like we've haven't even been in business for that long, like they've been in years, for like ten years at that time. He's like, I would always be interested in talking to someone who has like a pizza shop and has been in business for fifty plus years and see how they've done it. And I think what's interesting with you is a lot of people think, well, it's just a haircut. I can go to supercuts, it's 10 bucks, and it's good enough. And that's that.
1: And you, and all this
0: is. And wait, that you're, oh, you go. you go. There's
1: always that percentage.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, and that's true. Like there's always going to be and people that are like, well, that's expensive. That's expensive. But like, you're, you're not like, you're kind of like, I don't, I mean, I don't really know what a haircut is. I've never actually paid for a haircut. I'm probably your worst customer ever. But, <laughs> but like, I would think that, you know, like, and this is again another parallel with the fitness industry is like my hourly rate is very competitive it's probably a little higher than some but it's less than a lot Yeah,
1: yeah. but
0: like where like what talk to me about that like the evolution of, of kind of like your pricing and charging because I'm sure it's changed and I'm sure you do you know rate increases to kind of weed out clients and that's going to be a question here coming up but you know like how how have you managed to kind of you know, stay in business for 41 years and, and either have the same clients referral base, but basically say, these are my rates. This is what I'm going to charge and, and own it.
1: Once you prove yourself and uh, it just, you know, and it's like the other way around. If I find somebody that I love, like a masseuse, I would follow that masseuse wherever she was and pay whatever she wants because I know the end results are going to be worth any amount of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I have started to transition into grandmotherhood. I'll, I'll go with grandmotherhood. Yeah. And so my days are very loosey-goosey you know um two and a half days now i'm not full time i love the balance that i have created and i am one of four hairdressers here in this little town two are my friends over 50 part-time and then the other one is just starting up and i have been throwing customers laura's way because i used to cut laura's hair when she was a little girl, I used to cut her mom and her dad and her little brother's hair. So now she's in her thirties, young, single mother of two little girls. And I want to throw business her way for people that want nights and weekends and funky hair colors. And, you know, so I'm building her up and it's not a competition at all. I love this girl. I love all the other hairdressers. And it's not about that for me. It's, um, There's enough for everybody to go around and we all just find our strengths and our niche and we just take it off from there.
0: An abundance mindset. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I I get, I was actually asked yesterday, uh, you know, like we're, our, our gym is one of probably five in the area that do, I guess you could say, do what we do as far as youth performance training, um, just isolated just down to what we specifically probably are known for. And I always tell people there's plenty of, there's, there's an abundance of people, excuse me, coffee. There's abundance of people in this world that, you know, there's, they're always going to need something, have help. And I guess it's kind of nice when you're in like, a the beauty industry is, you know, people are always going to need to be groomed and there's plenty of people that are going to need it and want it. Um, And there's plenty of kids that are going to find scissors and give themselves really bad haircuts that parents are going to want fixed. <laughs> um, yes. Um, well, that's awesome. I think that's – and that's something that I don't think really happens in a, in a true – you know, like the abundance mindset is is not as common as people want it to be. And, and we always talk about, oh, there's plenty of people. But like you say, like, like you referring people out to other – other hairdressers and, and I think that 's fantastic, but like what does it look like to someone that you know this is where I wanted to get to like with clients and whatnot? What does that conversation look like or over the years? you know people that don 't fit you, meaning like they 're just people that you put there in the chair and like that yeah. that time you 're with them like just basically zaps all of your energy i don 't want to say that they 're like a bad client because you know the oh, back nice. very subjective term, but mm-hmm. How does it work like you know and what is it like for you when you've had to tell someone hey this isn't this isn't the right spot for you
1: I embrace that type of person and every now and then I am humbled when they come in because they've been referred to by somebody else and it's a challenge and it's very humbling to me to try to really get it's not about their haircut it's not about their hair it's about how they feel about themselves. And I pretty good at reading people and um, it's more of a therapy session. <laughs> Big time. Back in the day, it used to be, you know, after four o'clock, there would be a beer or two in the shop. <laughs> not, not from me. I, you know, I couldn't really drink too much, but it was just a therapy session. Um, anyway, Bartenders and hairdressers do have a lot in common.
0: I know, I think there's a lot, there's a lot. I mean, I wish, I've heard stories of people cracking beers on the training floors and man, I'm jealous because I wish I had (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) But it's the confidence that you just, um, that you have in yourself and it just gets bigger and bigger. And if you can just make somebody smile that day, to me, that's everything. Um, Just make a difference in someone's life.
0: Have you ever had to get rid of a client?
1: I have had in all these years, I can count on one hand how many times I've had to say this isn't working out. I feel like I'm not making you happy. You need to go somewhere else. Boom. End of
0: story. End of story. And they
1: the, the look on their face is like, "What what what?" I said, "I've tried like three att- attempts, you know, three different times and nothing seems to be working out and it's not fair for you. You know, I really, in other words, goodbye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are the weakest link. Uh, What, what, do you remember how, like, how long you've been in, in, you know, the profession before that happened?
1: Um, oh, definitely once you boys were even, yeah.
0: So it wasn't at O'Brien's or anything like that. It no, was when you had a place. No,
1: no, it was. As we get older, we are just more crankier too, <laughs> and we don't well, end up with craziness.
0: That's- I, I think as you get older, you kind of know. Wiser. you kind of know what you are? It sounds like from what from this conversation, like almost as you've been in the industry longer, you've simplified what what you do right like you saw you said transition into grandmotherhood you went from working 58 hours a week to 41 years later it's two and a half days loosey goosey whatever that might mean but but it sounds like you just have simplified over the years and it's kind of the maturation of whether it be the person or you being the business you know like from doing all of these different services and products to now it's, you kind of know what you are, what you're good at. You stick with what it is and and you just roll with it because I mean, even now you still get new clients.
1: It's the rewards of working your butt off in the earlier years. And the rewards for me is if somebody's coming in and we just get visiting, oh, let's go for a coffee, go for a walk. I just close my sign. (laughs) and we're out and 90% of all my clientele now text me for their appointments. I'm ready to get rid of my landline. That's my next transition right there because that way they can reach me by text. You're not in the shop, but can you be, you know, that's great. So hey, modern technology is a beautiful thing when you can understand it.
0: (laughs) Do you do walk-ins?
1: um i had one yesterday (laughs) yeah you don't just walk on this crazy road
0: yeah truly well you know what i mean people that pull in are like oh i wonder if she's got a chair now because that's actually becoming really popular with a lot of a lot of places that there's no appointments you just have to sit in the you just sit there and wait
1: yeah and being on a busy road the signs open there's no cars in the driveway they do hop in yes
0: Wow! So you haven't fully stepped out completely. But I literally Good to know.
1: had a guy on flip flops walking yesterday. That was pretty exciting.
0: That sounds terrifying, but
1: well, it, it, it kind of was, but he was <laughs> fine. He was fine. So what would,
0: would, would be him? what would be your best? Or what would be your advice to someone? Say they're eighteen, they're graduating high school, they want to get into this profession. What would be your advice to them? Forty one years of experience.
1: That's interesting that you asked that question because I was just at the school. Um, it's now called O'Brien's Avita in Williston, not far from here. And my friend Kelly is one of the teachers. And we, <laughs> I went to the school because I donated all my perm rods because I'm not using them. I am a minimalist hairdresser, big time, as you would know that. Yep. Um, I haven't used those perm rods in months. Not going to be using them. Um, so I donated them to the school and it's changing these 17, 18 year olds that are now in school or older. Sometimes they, you know, they're in their thirties going to school, but the laws have changed for Vermont. It used to be 1500 hours of schooling and now it's a thousand hours of schooling. That's scary. It's like, Wow anyway a lot of things have you know things like that but these young students they're all curious they're all excited they're all young <laughs> very impressionable ages and it's great and to be a teacher to mold that and to find their interests because you can branch out it's not just hair it could be nails it could be skin it could be
0: make you know just a lot of different you know, the beauty industry
1: and, yep yep time
0: well what would you tell them what advice would you give them they graduate from school what would you say hey this is this is where i would do what i would do if i was you absorb
1: all you can on someone's penny (laughs) for for most professions you have to have an apprenticeship for a couple years before you can even have your own if that's a desire that you have to have your own business not everybody wants their own business i didn't think i wanted my own business I was very happy under somebody else for 10 years. Um, yeah. But just to follow your heart and you know, it sounds awful cliche, but I do believe in the power of prayer, I do. And I think there's just something more spiritually there. And you will find that Casey Lee, as you get into your fifties and sixties.
0: We don't talk about that age number here. Um, I actually, it's weird. I'm like, I'm Benjamin but- buttoning right now. I've stopped at 29. Um, next year, to celebrating 28.
1: That baby girl will change everything in a good way.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna shave my head so my grays don't show in. <laughs> Love it. Well, mom, thank you so much. Um, this was actually a lot of fun.
1: Okay. What'd no, you bring think? That baby- Bring that baby girl to me so we can go in our walk in the field.
0: Oh, I don't think, well, actually, Addison's never made an appearance on the podcast, but um, for those that are listening, there's two, two other girls in this house. There's Addison, the four-legged critter that goes to doggy daycare at the salon, and then uh, the two-legged critter that's coming in December. So there's a lot of girls in the Lee household. So I, gotta, I think the next dog's going to have to be a boy or something.
1: Hello, and then there's the mama two-legged.
0: Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's the other lady. But You are uh,
1: surrounded by women. You are so blessed.
0: Oh, so lucky. Um, <laughs> this, I'm sure we'll do this again. We should do, you know, I think this would be, uh, maybe I'll get Cody on. Maybe Cody would be a good one. We'll get some Bud Lights and, and Cody and I will do a podcast or something.
1: You got to catch him. He's got to sit long enough. Hello.
0: Ah, we'll do baby, it's called baby talk. That's what we'll do. We'll both be holding babies. We'll do baby talk.
1: If he's going to give you baby classes. You don't need to do those baby classes.
0: I, I'm doing both. That's just, they can't ever have too much education. <laughs> it's like a double major. I'm just getting more bang for my buck. All right. All right, mom. See you in a little bit. Love you. Love you. Bye.